Have you ever had the experience when you know you believe God for something in his word, but you go to pray and then you feel like you've become overcome with doubt? Well, we've all been there and we're going to talk about the solution today, which is all about learning how to activate your faith for healing. Welcome to the Be Healed Podcast. I'm Steve Hannett, your host, and I want to welcome you today if this is your first time joining our listening family. The Be Healed Podcast is all about teaching God's promises to heal us mentally, physically, and spiritually. I encourage you to share the podcast, follow the podcast, email it to a friend because the podcast may very well be the thing that's going to bring the change that that person or friend has been praying for. Hey, be sure to listen all the way through to the end because I'm going to be offering a new free gift and get ready to learn about how to activate your faith that I know is going to bless your life. If you've been listening for a while to the Be Healed podcast, you know that we've often been teaching about our need to believe God's word in order to receive healing. Faith is a critical and key component to actually receiving anything from God. In the Bible, in the letter of James, chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Wow, there's a lot of clarity in that section of Scripture in the letter of James. It's really saying that we do need faith. We do need to ask with faith, and we don't want to have a double mind. We, we don't want to be unstable in all our ways if we have doubt. So it, it is vital that we have faith and develop faith. But there are times that we actually have developed the faith. Our heart has responded to the word of God, and we do really earnestly believe what God has said in his word about healing. Yet, when we go to pray and when we go to actually receive the healing, we find obstacles, sometimes fear, sometimes doubt, sometimes confusion, sometimes overwhelmed with the emotions that we're going through at that moment. Sometimes it's the actual pain that we're receiving and feeling in our body. Sometimes it's other people that have planted seeds of doubt and concern. Well, it could be many different things, but it's the reality that we kind of come and realize, wow, I have faith in God, but I'm not experiencing the freedom that comes from that faith. Also, my prayer doesn't seem to be producing the change that God said it would be changing. In many times we will pray out of that fear. We will pray out of that confusion. We will pray out of a desperation rather than praying from a victorious, faith-filled confession. And many times that kind of prayer will not produce the healing 
that God desires. So we need to understand how to activate the faith that we have. Now, yes, we're always growing our faith. I don't believe there's ever a time in which we can say, we've arrived. I now believe God 100%. I, I believe that faith is very much like a muscle, and we've got to continuously work it out, activate it, build it up, and release it. So let's first understand the difference between getting faith and activating faith. Okay, to acquire something, to get something, means to lay hold of it, to locate it, to put it into a place that we have it. So if we're trying to acquire faith, we're trying to get it, we're growing it, we're nurturing it, we're bringing it into being inside of our heart. And we do that through the Word of God. We do that by responding to what God says in His Word. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, in verse 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we see that faith comes by hearing God's Word. But now, activation of that faith is very different. To activate something means to cause it to move, to stir it up, to put something into action. And a lot of people who have faith have a dormant faith. It's a faith that is hiding in the background. It's a faith that has taken a back seat to fear because it's there, but it hasn't been stirred up. It hasn't been activated. And I want to share with you that very practically, I'm desiring to be a bit of a coach in your life right now because you may wake up one morning and you may have a certain set of circumstances going on in your life that you feel like you can move any mountain that comes before you. Later that very same day, through other circumstances, you may feel like the biggest failure who can't even move a pebble. And the reality is that our emotional life and our mental life, you know, our thought life and our experiences that we're having in the day, they influence us. Now, it doesn't mean that in the morning you were this great believer and in the afternoon you were this terrible doubter. It just means that you've come under the influence of things and it's tried to put your faith into a box, locked up and not able to be used. So activating faith is about taking the faith that you have and saying it will not be dormant, but we will fan the flame into a strong fire. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about a few logs and the fires beginning to die down. And it's getting colder, and you need to have a bigger flame. Well, it isn't that there isn't a fire. It's just that we need to blow on it. We need to fan it. We need to move those logs around and stir them up. And as you do that, the existing fire that's there all of a sudden becomes much larger and begins producing heat, or it's able to now cook the food. I want you to understand that faith is very much the same thing. It's there, 
but it has to be stirred up. We have to have the Holy Spirit blow on it. We have to be able to kindle it into a strong blaze. And this is all the kinds of things that we need to understand before we pray for healing. Many, many times I will stir up my faith. I will build up my faith. I will let God stir it up. I will get my faith to a point where it is a living, pulsating, growing force in my life that is overcoming fears and doubts, even in that moment, in very much the same way that an athlete takes very good care of warming their body up, stretching their muscles, and preparing it for the exercise or physical activity in the same way a prayer warrior would do that in the spiritual realm with their faith. They're preparing for prayer. They're preparing for a spiritual battle. They're preparing to apprehend and occupy. They're preparing to go in and lay hold of what God has done on the cross. And so this is an exciting thing that we can do that moves us from being in potential power, having faith there dormant, into kinetic or active power, ready to move and ready to go. Now, in truth, we should always have an active faith. Our faith should always be activated and moving and thriving. But as I said, reality sometimes hits us hard and gets us into a state that we're not really thinking about the Word of God. We're not really thinking about the bigness of God. We're not thinking about the covenant of God, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed, the work of the cross, the finished work of the cross. No, we're lamenting about the doctor's diagnosis, thinking about the pain, thinking about all the things that could go wrong. And I tell you that depending which frame of mind and heart you're in, it's going to have a tremendous impact on your prayer and the fruitfulness of your prayer. So let's get into it. Let's begin to learn some practical ways. And I'm going to give you a few practical things that you can do uh, that will begin to stir up your faith, uh, that will begin to fan your faith fire into a beautiful blaze that the devil cannot overcome, no sickness can overcome, no disease can overcome. No difficulty can overcome and you'll be victorious. Now, before I get into the list, I want to tell you this is not a full encompassing list. This is a few things that I feel are the most practical and the easy ones to begin with. And uh, they are things that you could begin implementing today. And so the first thing I'm going to share with you is the word of God. Yes, it makes perfect sense that we should not just grow our faith from the Word of God, but we should stir up or fan our faith into a blaze from the source of our faith, which is God's Word. In Psalm 119, verse 15, it says, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your Word. Well, this is a key. Many times our focus is on things other than the word, but the healing promises of God are in the word. So we want to make sure that we're contemplating, meditating, and delighting ourselves 
and not forgetting what is in God's word. You see, the psalmist in Psalm 119 says, I will meditate. It means to think deeply. It actually means to ponder out loud. And so when it says, I will meditate on your precepts, it's actually a a physical talking about them out loud and thinking deeply upon them. And it says, I will contemplate your ways. It, it, is a, it is a deep thinking and contemplation of the Lord and of his ways and, and of what he has said and what he has declared. You know, it says in Psalm 119, verse 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. How encouraging is that? It is awesome. God's word is settled in heaven. So we put our mind on that which is already settled, that which is already decided, that which is already decreed by God. And the word of God will begin to pastor your mind, shepherd your mind, shepherd your heart, shepherd your emotions back to the very source of your faith. It is not effective to try to stir up your emotion. You must stir up the word of God inside of you and your emotions will actually follow. A lot of people get this wrong because they'll start putting a high energy worship song on, but it's not tapping into spiritual substance, actual spiritual strength. And so it's very important that we take time and spend in the word. Depending on what you're going through, you may need to be reading the word of God, meditating the word of God, contemplating the word of God, and thinking about the word of God for over an hour or two hours or three hours. But as you do, the, the faith begins to get stirred up. It begins to get nourished. The faith starts to get activated in powerful and deep ways. We could take a look at Psalm 91, a very famous, well-known psalm. And beginning with verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him, I will trust. What an awesome declaration that is. In verse three, it says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Wow. Psalm 91 verses one to seven is such a powerful declaration. And as people are suffering from COVID-19 and suffering from fear of the pandemic and Now with the new Delta variant out and listening to the news, it just puts more and more fear. But I'd love to read Psalm 91 as it's a declaration that God is my protector. God is my refuge and my fortress. And I will trust him. I will put my trust in him. So the Psalms are an amazing source or resource for us to be able to tap into, to activate our faith, to reignite it and to nourish it in the time of need. So going to the Word of God and reading the Word of God for even extended period of time, if necessary, is going to minister to you 
And it's going to put you right back in the frame of mind with the right focus. When you are praying to God, it is so powerful to be consumed with the revelation of God rather than talking to God while being consumed with the revelation of your problem. So go to the word, read it, and live in it, and it is going to bless you and activate the faith that you have. Number two thing that you can do practically to activate your faith is all about worship. And this is going to help us to get that revelation of God that we know who we're praying to. We know whose word we're standing on. We know that when we're going to our Father, that He's faithful, that He's righteous, that He's able and willing to do what we're asking Him to do. We must remember who He is. In the book of Nehemiah, in chapter 1, verse 5, Nehemiah said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Wow, that's awesome. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5, Nehemiah is making a declaration. Now, Nehemiah was about to do an amazing defeat of rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem, and they did it in 52 days. It was miracle-level work. And he says, I pray. And he says, Lord God of heaven. Declaration of who he is. Oh, great and awesome God. Declaration of his nature and character. Who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. This is a declaration of the covenantal God and of his ways. And also that he's a God who responds to those who observe his commandments. So Nehemiah is restating what the word of God says. In fact, we can actually go to the book of Nehemiah in chapter one in verse five, and we can see that Nehemiah is uh, referencing the revelation that's in Exodus 20, in Exodus 34, in Psalm 89. So here we have Nehemiah who's literally praying and applying these keys of stirring up faith because he's making declaration of God's word. Now, he's also giving supplication in, in this before he goes and does this, uh, this feat. In verse 6, it says, Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants. So Nehemiah was making supplication along with declaration, and this was his prayer before acting, before going, before launching out. And I believe that this is so vital for us before we pray for healing, before we launch out and, and overcome the devil and overcome the demonic, and overcome the evil things that are plaguing us, attacking us, and trying to keep us in bondage. We are preparing for battle. We are warming up. We are making supplication, asking God, and we are declaring who God is and how great God is. Remembering is vital. In Psalm 107, 
verse four, it says, they wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Praise God. You see, they're remembering what God is like and they're worshiping God. And it says, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. You see, we can do that when we're praying before we're rebuking the enemy or before we're commanding the sickness to leave. We can remember, we can meditate on the previous things that God has done to the nation of Israel, to those in the New Testament, to those today. So we can encourage ourselves with testimony. And that's what worship does. It starts to move us into the testimony of who God is and to the testimony of what God is like and the testimony of what God has done. It says in Psalm 145, verse 1, I will extol you. It means worship, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his work. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. You see, as I read the word of God, my faith is being encouraged right now. I hope yours is. Psalm 145 is worshiping God. It's declaring his character, his nature, and his ways. And it's describing that the Lord is good to all, gracious to all that God upholds all, it, it is encouraging to say, wait, I'm part of all. Wait, if this is God, then in my plight, in my situation, God is going to come through. I'm okay. Oh, the word of God will uphold your faith. The word of God will begin to make declaration. Psalm 27 verse 1, David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, how frequently we forget who God is. We forget how big he is. We forget his covenantal promises. We forget what he has done. We forget what he is doing and we forget what he shall do. And so we need to have our faith encouraged and activated. Now, I've only gone over a few of the 
practical ways to activate our faith in preparation for our prayer for healing. And we've looked at the reality that we need to spend time meditating on God's word. We looked at number two, the idea that we need to declare and worship who God is and what he is like. And we've looked at this idea that we need to be encouraged by remembering the testimonies of God. And I pray that you will implement these three things today and that you even do them every day so that your faith will be constantly fanned into a strong flame. And so we're going to be covering more practical ways of activating our faith, but start with these today. It's going to make a change. It's going to bring a change. It's going to make an impact in your prayer, and you're going to see new results in your prayer for healing as your faith is ready to be released. Well, I pray that you've been blessed by this episode of the Be Healed podcast. Again, I want to encourage you to like the podcast, to follow the podcast, and to share the podcast with others for them to listen to it. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you. And Father, I pray that the faith of every individual who's listening to this podcast, Lord, will be edified, nurtured, and activated, ready Lord, that their faith will overcome every obstacle. And I pray, Lord, for the breakthrough of healing, Lord, to be released upon their whole life in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I love you and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Oh, make sure I promised about that free gift. It's all about meditating on scriptures of your identity. You can get that free gift by texting the word HEALING to the number 97000. Just type in HEALING to 97000 and you'll be able to download a free gift all about identity. This is part of nurturing your faith because when you know not only who God is, but you know who you are in Jesus, your faith is going to be nurtured. Well, we love you. God bless you. And may the Lord Jesus Christ lead you into the fullness of all his blessings. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. 
If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.